Recently, copywriter Nate Rifkin wrote a sales letter offering himself as a date to women. He built an entire marketing campaign called Should You Date Nate? What happened next was beyond belief. This is one of the most unusual I Love Marketing podcast episodes ever. If you would like access to the full presentation, the show notes, and the special resources for this episode, please visit ilovemarketing.com forward slash 307. That's ilovemarketing.com forward slash 307. I'm Dean Jackson, he's Joe Polish, and this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. This is Joe Polish, and this is going to be one of the more interesting uh, interviews that I've ever done, uh, conversation, whatever you want to call this, because I'm in a room surrounded by a few of my friends and this very interesting guy by the name of uh, Nate Rifkin, who is uh, in his, his day, day job is a copywriter. Mm-hmm. And so in just a moment, I'll ask him some questions. And I've also have, uh, let's see, we've got four men and two women that are in the room, all friends of mine. And I'm going to let you guys remain anonymous unless you would like to identify yourself by now. I'll say who, what you do as an occupation, <laughs> but it, I would almost, you know, I, I want to, this is going to be kind of, and two, two of the people in the room, one, <laughs> one, one of the women is a, is a doctor and one of the guys is a doctor. So we've got two doctors in the room uh, and the rest are just entrepreneurs. And so. Just entrepreneurs. Just entrepreneurs. Nice. What do you mean that's not nice? Yeah, I was like, you're awesome. Just entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Okay, yeah. He, from the doctor, we have to hear this, right? So, here, here's the thing, and I want to preface this by saying um, I, I'm I'm intrigued by what Nate you have accomplished and what you've created here, and in no way, shape, or form am I going to endorse without going through what you actually did here because people could take this out of context. And, and of course, my, my job and goal is to help uh, people with their marketing and to help people that, have, that struggle with addictions and, you know, all the things that I do in between to help, you know, small business owners. And I think what, you, what we're going to talk about here, there's a lot of single people on the planet. You're one of them. And you actually, we're going to talk about a singles ad, but not just any singles ad, a singles ad that blew up the internet, got you tons of hate mail, but also got some very effective response too. So that being said, let's go into, uh, let's talk about you. Uh, first, uh, who, you, who are you? And then let's go into this, this uh, thing that you did that is going to be the basis of this conversation. <laughs> this, this thing I did. It's kind of a long setup. Yeah. I mean, I'm rambling here. Well, I appreciate here. it. I, you know, thanks for having me on here, Joe. I'm really honored to be here. Um, yeah, my name's Nate Rifkin. I am a uh, copywriter, uh, mostly in the health market. I've been doing it for 12 years. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had a lot of success in that area. Contrast that with my dating life. I'm a complete dork when it comes to women and attracting women. So I, I was thinking to myself, well, what, what can I do about this? You know, I'm, I don't go to bars. Um, I don't have a huge social, you know, presence. I'm, I'm a very introverted guy. I just have a you know, select few close friends. Um, so I, I was inspired by 
uh, the copywriter Gary Halbert, one of the greatest copywriters who ever lived. I, I actually learned copywriting from reading his newsletters. And yeah, same, same yeah. here. So we yeah. have that in common because Gary was uh, incredible, He's a genius, crazy, genius. and a genius. Yeah. Um, Mark, yeah. So he ran a full-page ad in the L.A. Times a, a couple decades ago, but the product was selling himself for a date. So I realized, you know, that that's a cool thing. No one's doing that. Everyone admires Gary for doing that, but no one actually brought that into like the modern internet age. So I decided to do that. Um, I realized that, you know, by writing an online profile on just a regular dating site, I was just another guy. I was just blending in, e- even if I wrote it really well. And I wanted to be do something bold. I wanted to do something big. And I just want to see what I just became obsessed with this. I wanted to see what would happen if I put my best foot forward as a writer to see if, if I could attract the right woman. So I spent, this was by far the most difficult sales letter I ever wrote in my life, both because number one, it's not the usual audience I'm writing to. I'm used to writing to people who are interested in, in health products. Um, it's a very, it's very transactional. It's like, I got this great product and, and here's the price. But then I'm like, how do I write something to, to attract a woman my age? Because, you know, generating chemistry like that is not quite the same as selling. Some people might argue that I totally disagree. It is not the same as just transactional selling. And the other part that made it so difficult was it, it really just brought up a lot of my own self-image. Um, how can, can I talk about myself as an attractive man? It was a really hard process. Um, so I started writing it maybe... Uh, Time's fuzzy, but it's like two or three years ago, back when I was living in Baltimore. Um, and my, my goal was this. I was just like thinking to myself, how do I do it? Um, and I realized, okay, I only want, I, I, I don't want to date a ton of women. I just want one really great match for me. And I'm a really freaking weird guy. So I realized, you know what? Yeah, we, we've, been, yeah. We, we've had lunch together today. Uh, we've spent a little bit of time. I can totally endorse that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is social proof. I am weird. So I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to get the highest response, but I want one response from the right person. So I realized I'm going to take like the approach with like, like a, a kind of a crazy controversial guru would take in a business, like a personality-based business. It's like you may, you may hate me. You might love me, but you can't ignore me. You've got a strong opinion on me either way. And I'm that kind of guy. So it was a, it was a fit. So I started writing, um, and I, I drew a lot of inspiration from Gary's ad. And he talks about himself, and then he talks about what he does and does not want. So I realized when I looked at my past, I have a lot of failure in my past. I dropped out of college. I used to have crippling depression. I uh, went through a bankruptcy. So I realized this is all kind of an interesting hero's journey that I've been on because now I'm a lot better. I'm, I'm happy. I have a, a thriving business. Um, and, you know, all with, without going the traditional path of getting a college degree or anything like that. So I realized, you know, I can talk about my accomplishments and just show that, look, you know, I came from these beginnings. I'm not just bragging about what I have. It's, it's kind of a cool story you could get behind. So I, I wrote all about that. And, you know, I started out with like, you know, if you're just interested in another guy who's boring or doesn't listen, you know, you and you want someone who truly cherishes you for you and loves to communicate and wants to travel the world. This is going to be a, a letter that might change your life. Should, should we actually give out the website or where people can read this in case they want to read it and then come back and listen to this? Or should we just leave that for later? Well, what if when this is posted, the link can be right below so people can be reviewing this? 
And you could okay. do that, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. So I can supply, it's not indexed, but I do have a link for posterity where you can actually look through this. Um, so I, if you want, I can, I've got it memorized, so I can go through the letter and people can like look and verify it, but I can just talk about it too. Yeah. And um, if you guys want to read any of the, yeah, uh, let, yeah. Okay. So. so I started out with your, you know, uh, the headline is, is kind of an attention grabber. It's like me offering a free vacation. And that wasn't my idea. It was the idea of the company I worked with to help advertise this. Cause they were like, we got to make this like a news story, like something eye-catching like man offers single man offers free vacation go on a date it's just it was just to get someone to click on this so that's all yeah so that's all it was it was attention grabbing um so then it just goes in your standard like if if you're a single gal and you're interested in this this and this you know this is going to be a life-changing letter so i talk about myself and immediately i segue into why you should not date me because i realized this is a cool way to present myself but without being boring and, and while filtering out people who are not a match for me. So I talk about don't date me because I'm, I used to be a workaholic. I, I for, at first I said I was a workaholic, but I got some feedback from a lot of people who are just like, don't say you're a workaholic. You're not, first of all, you're not anymore. And, and that's such a huge turnoff. So I'm like, I'm a former workaholic, but I'm, I've been out of the social loop for so long. I'm an introvert. I don't party. So I'm kind of a nerd. So I went through all these reasons why I'm a bad candidate for a date. Now, on one level, I really am filtering out um, people who are not a match for me. But on a, on a deeper level, I was thinking a woman reading this might be like, you know, I'm pretty career driven myself. I'm kind of introvert myself. These so-called flaws don't sound so bad. In fact, it's, it's kind of stuff I can relate to. So that was the first part. And then I go into more of my story, you know, to, to really humanize myself and show I've struggled. Um, and at the very least, it's, just, it's an entertaining story. And whenever you're writing a promotion, at the very least, you just want to be interesting just to get some eyeballs on it. I mean, my biggest concern before I launched this was I just didn't think anyone would really care that much. I, I had no idea what, what would happen eventually. So then after that, um, I talk about um, what I do and do not want in a woman. And, and Gary Halbert did the same thing, and he made it really funny. So I tried to sort of uh, inject as much humor as possible. Um, and the whole thing was written kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's like, oh, I don't, you know, I, I have these funny photos of, like, guys doing drugs. I got Santa Claus smoking a joint. Um, and basically, I'm just saying I, I'm, I'm a, I live a healthy, kind of low-key, boring lifestyle, and I want someone who does the same. Yeah, I also that I also included a photo of me dressed up um, as a it's it's with a lab coat. Now here's an interesting um, story about testing. I had that on a Tinder profile, and I showed it to some women in Manhattan. Uh, these you know very fun, uh, smart, beautiful women. And I asked them, "What do you think of my Tinder profile?" And all of them said, "You know what we like best was that funny photo of you in the lab coat, saying you're not a doctor, but you can play doctor on TV or something like that." That's so great. I'm like, so that's a good little test. So I included that in the final one because I got some positive feedback. Um, so I, I went all out. I'm like, if I'm going to show this ad all over the place, I really want to get specific. So I did taboo stuff. I talk about politics. Um, I, I, I just I didn't hold back. I go into all, all of that. And I, I kind of express what I want to do with my life. And then at the very end, I just give some basics on like, you know, like physical appearance. I think I mentioned age range at the top. And then at the very bottom, 
you know, I give, I, I make sure it's super easy to take the next step. So I included a form someone could fill out, like an online little thing. You just type right in and click a button. And at the very end, I also, to close the loop on the whole vacation deal, I say, hey, here's my Gmail. Um, in your subject line, put take me to wherever you want to go and then write about yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And I did that because you'll love this. Back when I was doing direct mail, and I did a little direct mail um, for nutritional supplements, I always thought to myself, you know, whenever someone lists an 800 number and says, call us now to order your product, it's like, if I want to call, I don't know what to say. The operator's like, hello, this is such and such incorporate. How can I help you? It's like, uh, can I buy something? So in my direct mail pieces, I wrote, call 1-800, you know, 669, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when the friendly operator answers, um, say, I would like to order a bottle of such and such fish oil, please. And I want, cause I just don't want to be difficult, you know? And then my customer service would let me know. They'd be like, Nate, all these customers are calling us and all, all, they're all saying the exact same sentence. First thing. I'm like, yeah, it's cause you know, I'm just making it easy for them. So there's a little direct mail tip. So I, I made sure to do that same thing here. I remember back in the day, match.com, you have to write a subject line to all the emails you send out, to, you know, to men or women. And they got rid of that. And I think that's why, because you have to come up with a subject line. Anyway, that's my little tangent. I wanted to give you a little marketing stuff. So that's, that's no, that was, that was actually quite useful. Yeah. I mean, even yeah, what you just said yeah. about the, you know, what to say, that little step yeah. makes all the difference as well. And, and just for the listeners here, you're not observing this right now, but I've been, uh, fidgeting around here because I had a pen <laughs> that happened to have ink dripping off of it. And we're, we've hijacked a speaker's room because I was at the speaker at this conference we're at in order to do this. And I'm getting ink all over myself right now. And I've got our doctor friend here who's going to remain anonymous, uh, who's kind of pointed out that I have ink on my lip and I'm looking like a complete idiot. So this has got to be one of the most ridiculous you, things. I now think that is. you can write an ad now that you feel like an embarrassed. So well, here, let, let me else wants to spill ink all over the place and get <laughs> That's it. That's right. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though, uh, is I have written recently a singles ad. And I was going to do, yeah, and I let you read it yesterday. And it's interesting that this whole thing is kind of, you know, happening right now because I was going to do a interview with, um, Eben Pagan, mm -hmm. uh, my buddy who started one of the largest online dating advice businesses in, in the world, probably the biggest. And his wife, Annie Lala, who's a love coach and who's amazing. I've had her speak at my genius network. I've had both of them actually speak at genius network. So it's, it's interesting to see these different perspectives that you can use marketing for anything. I mean, people are like the marketing industry. It's, well, it's not even an industry. It's like everything. You use marketing to attract, you know, your, your, a lover. You can use it to attract a client, a patient, a, a prospect. You can use it for a nonprofit. You can use marketing anywhere. So this is just another way of how using words and how, you know, cause I think this is one of, if done right, this is one of the best ways to, uh, do no rejection dating to actually not get rejected because of how you frame it. Now you can get rejected. I'm not saying you won't get rejected, but I'm getting rejected physically. You meet, you like meet the right person, you know, by the time it gets around to, you know, you're, you're actually taking time out of your day. The other person is taking time out of the day. There's already like a great connection. Yeah. Yeah. Now you'll get some, not quite rejection, but as I learned, you'll get uh, your life will change significantly <laughs> with the amount of people you have set. Um, but so anyway, um, unless you had a, I, I could move on to the traffic driving part. Well, let's say, did you want to say anything? Well, I just, okay. I, you know, I thought it was really interesting. This almost seems like a sales funnel 
so you're by the time somebody gets to the end of it, assuming they don't want to punch you or anything else. So now they are pre-qualified, pre-interested in your offer. I think it seems like great marketing. Well, so thank you. by the time you're getting it to somebody who might be wanting to click on and say where they're going to go. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's a great idea. I, I love it. It's so much better than the regular swiping with yes. the quick, quick burst. Um, there's so much qualification in it and at the same time I can see that kind of see that hate mail situation. Yeah, so I can go into it. And I can too, so I, I can go into that. Yeah. Well, you guys are both officially millennials, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in that. I'm, I'm not I'm no, I'm no longer in that uh, that highly esteemed group called millennials. But uh okay. Okay, so let's go into uh hell. Right. I mean I like I, I like what you're okay, discussing great. so far. Um and then we'll get into the response. So, um I realized that the perfect way to um, get people to see this uh, website of mine is Facebook traffic because, you know, you can you can select in a local area. And, of course, it's, you know, I want to meet someone ideally with where I live. Um, and you can you can select by interest. So I can select by interest in health. I can select by interest in self-development. It, it was really cool. So I worked with the company. I'm, I'm no expert on Facebook at all. So I worked with um, a company to do that. And they helped me out with the selections and all that. And then, I mean, we did something really, really cool. I, I cannot take any credit for this, but it's something. It's one of those things where it's just like, ah, oh, I don't want to reveal this too much because it might be pretty juicy. We did a consult with a digital marketer. And it was, it was for some other businesses of mine, but I had to show this website. I had not launched it yet. I was about to. And we talked and we're just like, you know, we're concerned about compliance issues because it's a, it's not a Facebook compliant page. It's, I mean, it's kind of funny because it doesn't sell anything, but there's no links. It's just a straight sales letter. It's exactly the kind of thing Facebook doesn't like. And it's a, it, they could classify it as a dating offer. Now, maybe they wouldn't care, but we were worried and I didn't want to get shut down. So first we're going to drive traffic to like a compliant blog post and then go to the site. But Digital Marketer had a genius idea. Um, and, and it was Molly Pittman, by the way, specifically. She said, do a press release. Write a press release, send it out, and drive Facebook traffic to the press release. Uh, and specifically, if a news site picks it up, drive it to the news site. What could be more compliant and authoritative than a news article about my site? So that's a, just, that's one of those things I'm like, oh, I don't want to give that away. But what, yeah, what the heck, you know, take it and prosper with it. So it was pretty cool. So I wrote a press release um, and I recommend the company send to press send. And then it's the number two press.com. Uh, I don't get anything out of that, but they're just, they're just really awesome to work with. Um, and they've got great reach. So, so we geared everything up. I wrote a bunch of crazy Facebook ads, which was really easy for this project. <laughs> I just took stuff from my, basically, and by the way, my technique for writing ads for a promo is I scan down and I just draw out the most weird parts and I make an ad out of that. So I talked about this guy wrote this dating profile. He mentions, you know, uh, so I didn't know I was pregnant, celebrity edition. He brings up zombies and he's a capitalist pig. So I just drew out all the most inflammatory weird parts of my promo and just wrote an ad like that as if it, I was a little reporter just being like, look at what this guy did. Denver Man launches most bizarre singles website selling himself ever. So it was something like that. Um, so we sent out the press release. Once it got picked up, we grabbed a URL. It was like some a San Diego news site or something. It looked pretty good. And then um, the company I was working with 
launch the Facebook ad campaign driving traffic to the press release. Now, here's what made it even more amazing. And I cannot take any credit for this. The Facebook company, they realized we're not just going to like run ads to like single women in your area. We're going to run ads to media companies to the same funnel because when they see that ad, they're going to want us. They're going to be curious about it. Newspapers, magazines, television stations. We targeted them in our advertising. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the wheels. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we should delete this part of it. I'm not sure, but isn't that? Oh my God. I, I'd never thought of that before. So it's amazing what you can do with targeted Facebook advertising. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking notes. We'll give, you, we'll give you guys one week to do this before we, before we air this interview. Nate, after this, we're signing a contract. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Non-disclosure. So, um, so we launched it and, um, let me, let me give you some of the big numbers first. Um, we, in the space of like seven days, something like that, it was something like a week. Time got pretty fuzzy for me because this is a pretty bizarre, stressful time in my life. We got a quarter million hits to the site. I only spent a little over 800 bucks in Facebook ads. I mean, it, it was nothing for this kind of campaign. Um, I ended up getting over a thousand messages of hate mail. And I still, I saved them. I'm going to like post all of them in one big blog post or something and make, print them out and make art out of it or something like that. Um, now before, now I, I'm a copywriter, so I got to tease. Before I give the, the real results that people are all, are all curious about, do you have any like questions so far? Well, okay. So, um, with, and I'll let you guys, if you have any questions, um, when all this backlash started happening, and so we're, we might hear background noise because we snuck into a speaker's room and then I decided to hijack it with the help of some of our friends that work for this organization to put a sign outside that says, don't come in. So I think we're going to, the zombies are going to be trying to break down the door. I specifically said no zombies in my hand. Yeah, exactly. I, that's why I'm bringing it up. Put it in so the, the, <laughs> how, how did, how did the backlash uh, make you feel psychologically? I mean, how did it, did it mess with you? Were, uh, I mean, what, what did you experience with that because you know look we don't know each other very well mm -hmm. you don't strike me as a person that is a jerk and you genuinely wanted to meet someone um to you know have, have as a, a partner and you wrote things in an ad that if someone th that could be taken anyway and people Absolutely. can respond and think oh you're you know you're you're an asshole you're a jerk you know, you're, you're whatever so uh, people manufacture meaning out of words yeah. And so, uh, how did you, uh, I mean, how, how did you cope with that on a psychological level? I mean, I, this may sound like a, a self-help sort of session, but I'm, I'm curious. Um, it was stressful. Uh, I thought I was prepared and I'm a pretty weird guy. So I do kind of have that sort of kind of tilt on life versus like, Hey, you know, people have their opinions, you know, I'm, I can be a public figure. It's okay. It was very stressful. Um, because an interesting dynamic occurred where all the hatred and all the mockery making fun of me was public uh, and sent my way because I really was just monitoring this email address myself because in my ad I say, hey, look, you know, um, send it straight to me. It's, pri it's a private communication. So um, it, it wasn't like I had this like company behind it. It's me. Um, and privately, there's a lot of support. But of course, it's an interesting view of our culture, especially the internet culture, the people that were making fun of me and hating on me were really had the spotlight. 
because anyone who supported me or thought it was a good idea wisely were kind of quiet about it because why would they want to become a target? Why would they want to start an argument online? So it, it was, so I got a lot of private support, which was dear, which is really dear to me and it was really helpful, but it was extremely stressful. Um, I, I specifically remember the first night when it really started to go viral. My mistake was I was sitting, you know, in my apartment, just kind of checking my own email by myself, you know, the sun had set and I just could see the Gmail popping every 60 seconds with some bad message popped up. And I, I think there's something, the human brain is just not designed to handle that sort of thing. It gives you this very visceral reaction and you start to get paranoid. You start to get very anxious. Um, so I'm like, Nate, stop, get up, get out the door, go walk around in real life. I closed my computer. I unplugged my modem. I took a book and I walked to downtown Denver and I just sat and I looked at, you know, the mountains as much as I could see them because it was, it was at night. Um, I just sat there. I read a little bit and then I walked down to 16th street mall, which anyone in Denver, that's sort of like the main drag. Um, it's, it's like a outdoor mall. So I started walking down that and just kind of basked, basked in the anonymity. Actually, it, it, it was, it was really pleasant that, you know, it was just people were nice. That's the real world. So, and then the next morning, and I went straight to bed without checking my internet. So anyone who is dealing with any kind of like bullying online or something like that, that's, I think is key. It's just unplug, go, go remind yourself what real life is. Um, so then I realized I got to keep doing that. So I knew the next morning I should probably check the email again. So I'm like, Nate, just get some work done and don't you dare check it until you go to a coffee shop. Okay, we're going to take a break here for a moment and move to another room yeah. where we will not uh, we will have more quiet. Okay, now this is kind of funny. We are now in a completely different room. We've had to actually relocate to a different location in order to... Yeah, but we got a nice view here in, uh, in downtown L.A. So uh, were you going to say something, anonymous doctor? <laughs> well, I actually was telling me I, I really appreciated his strategy. Because bullying is a very, very real thing. And it happens in person. And now with the digital age, I know you're a millennial, so you're not older than the internet. But for those of us who are older than the internet, it's, it's a real thing. The second you put yourself out there, instantly somebody wants to tear you down. I don't understand what it is about people that they want to do that, but that's what happens. And you took an extremely healthy approach to that. You closed the computer and interacted with real life. And I was just like, you know, in the background, I'm like, oh, yeah, thumbs up. That's an amazing strategy. That was that's a really good message and something that we all need to do a little bit more often. We get too wrapped up in just this digital world and checking our, you know, how many people have bought our product and you're just refresh, refresh, refresh. You need to just go outside and connect with a real human. No, that, that, that was actually really good advice. Now, to play devil's advocate, what if you're a jerk? What if what you're writing about is like truly, I mean, you know, let, let's, let's just um, play, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, for a minute that, Oh, you, you know, you're all you care about is like meeting some woman, sleeping with, you know, whatever, whatever things that, that, that they're they're saying about you. Like, um, how did how did you process that? So you 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 kind of checked out. You were checking, you know, the next day you didn't check your email. I mean, well, I did, I did, I I, but I did. Well, so. I mean, not right right as soon as you wake up. I mean. No, 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 I made sure to you know get something done that day, and then I went to a coffee shop outside in public to show I'm okay I'm not like a troll that's being hunted down you know yeah exactly I had to hold it in 
And that's when I opened my email inbox and saw like 300 unread messages, which, which is incredible. I mean, for a marketer, it's like, this is a weird issue to have. Usually as marketers, <laughs> we're like trying to like, oh man, I hope I get some attention. I hope I get some sales. And now that realize this thing was, had taken on a life of its own. Um, I, I, one of the emails was from the Dr. Phil show. They called me twice. It was like, okay, this is official now. I'm officially on the map in a big way. Okay, so, but let's cover the, okay, so I brought up the hate mail. L- let me answer your question head on. There were, there were some legit gripes people had with my ad. More than gripes. I mean, there's some legit, it's just the first word that came to my mind. It's like, there's some legitimate criticism of my ad where looking back, I'm like, yep, I, I wish I'd communicated that better. I wish I'd done things differently. There was like two major ones where I, I was like, yeah, you got me. I, um, I screwed that up. Um, most of it I wrote in a purposely inflammatory way. And I'm so glad that I upset all the people that apparently don't like me because I'm a libertarian. I love that. I love that people are upset at me because I'm an entrepreneur and I love natural health supplements. I love that. Now I made two massive mistakes in the copy. The first one was, um, where I mentioned, um, what I'm looking for, like in, in the way a woman looks when I mentioned, you know, when I got to like physical attributes, I screwed that up and I, I got, to, I got a lot of hate mail, but I got some legitimate criticism that was, that was not hating on me. They're just like, look, here's how I screwed this up. <laughs> and it was true. They said, look, you, you wrote that you wanted photos. That's all you need to say. And I realized that my interpretation was when I list out the physical requirements at best, I'm just being redundant at best. And that's not what the, I, I don't think it was at best. What really happened was I was turning off people who otherwise would not have cared because I, I was handling a touchy subject in a very ham handed sort of way. I, I could, I could just said, Hey, send photos. You know what I look like? You know, it's only fair that I know what you look like. And then any sort of like preference I have, I could have handled that privately mm. and not just mention it on the internet. I, I didn't want to make anyone feel bad. Now we could have a debate on whether or not it's, it's someone else's responsibility, how they feel about what I say. They could right. just ignore me. Um, but, you know, we could have that debate, but the point is, I said it, I said, you know, I want a, a woman with a slim waist and stuff like that. And I, I wish I had it because I didn't need to. And I was, I, if, if I made someone feel bad, uh, I, I, that's not, that wasn't my intention. This whole thing, even the most, most inflammatory things I said, it was all very tongue in cheek. And I didn't get that across well enough. It was all very tongue-in-cheek. Because anyone who's met me, if you're listening to me now, I'm pretty much just a goofy, weird guy. And I say a lot of stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> so when I made this website, I was like, I really, my, the woman I'm trying to talk to, who's really a match for me, would laugh with me at this joke. Because the whole thing is just kind of, it's you cannot help but laugh at it. It is ridiculous what I'm doing. So the, the most of the population would be laughing at me, but I was looking for that woman who would be laughing with me and realize, take a step back and be like, this is the goofiest thing in the world, but I love it. I don't even agree with half the stuff you say, but I love the fact that you're saying it. So, so there's a lot of it where it's like, I got a lot of bad PR and I was just like, yes, oh, you're just falling for it. Look at you making fun of me for talking about my political beliefs or you think I'm a loser because I wrote this ad. So I love that. When this word started spreading on that, I thought it was great. It was exactly what I planned. But if I didn't want anyone to actually feel bad. Um, yeah. I didn't want to contribute to a culture where, where people are, 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 are very, you know, feel bad about body image or anything like that. So. 
I don't know if you have any other questions on that, but that's something. No, no, I just. Oh, no, I had a question about that. So I didn't see, I read your ad, and your ad was actually pretty. You could get out of it that it's humorous and you're being goofy, and yeah, that's a little bit sensitive topic. But I'm wondering, I didn't see the press release you drove the initial traffic to. You said you made a very, you took out all the inflammatory pieces and put it in one press release. Do you think you disqualified a lot of the right people and really fed the angry, feminist, right-wing people like to go to your ad so you got a bigger applause? Maybe. Well, was it more right-wing or left-wing? That's an interesting thing since you mentioned political or was it kind of like both? Well, I, I it's hard to tell, but I actually can kind of tell. Wait, let me answer that. So um, you might... You might be right. I didn't actually think of that, but we don't have the press release in front of us. But essentially, I, it was almost like a reporter wrote about my website. So it wasn't that inflammatory because it, it kind of teased more than anything. It's like this weird dating profile. He mentions politics. He mentions all these weird things about himself. I did mention capitalist pig. So, but it wasn't, you might be right. You might be right. I mean, this is one of those things where it's like looking back on it. I'm like, ah, oh, you, you, you got. It. I wish I showed you my strategy beforehand. Well, it doesn't sound like you presented it like this guy is making a big romantic gesture and he's looking for love in a big way. I did a, actually. I did. I did. Press release. No, I did. I did do that. Okay. So again, I wish. Assume wish the would, goal was to attract a mate and not just attract attention. Right. No, I. I wish we had the press release in front of us. I did okay. do that. It started out Denver man. Uh, launch his entire website to meet the woman of his dreams. So what if everything else was perfect and she read this whole thing and thought you were amazing and hilarious and she was introverted and hardworking, but just a slightly fluffy waist? I mean, would that have disqualified her? I, you know, not really. I mean, I, again, I kind of messed this up. I just, I just wanted someone who's like healthy and look, I, I'm a guy and I have eyes. So I just wanted someone I'm attracted to. So, I mean, that's a good line, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great line. Physical, right? No, it's, and it's okay to have, people are attracted to different things, and yeah. that's yeah. okay, too. Yeah. But I, even saying that right now, I'm just like, yep, it would have been better just to say, send photos. And then <laughs> yeah. it's just like, anyway, so that was just something that I messed up. Um, so... Anyway, I can go. You on know, it's interesting though. That's kind of what Gary Halbert did too, though. He did because when he wrote that, and oh, I know he did that, it even more extreme. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Send photos, no uggos. No, no. He, actually, yeah, no. Gary, when you can look up his ad online, he said stuff that. today. He would have people have come after him with pitchforks for what he wrote in that ad. It was I. I, I don't even yeah. want to say it. I remember what he said. I'll, don't I'll tell, associate I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you guys afterwards. Oh, it was so you can look it up. It was so bad. Uh, of course, he wrote his better than me. Well, no, his, his was extremely well written. I mean, it was, it was genius, very, oh, the, genius, the model. And he, he also had a line where he said, don't, when you're right, running advertising, which he, I think he wrote about in How to Make Maximum Money in Minimum Time, which is one of the best marketing books cool. ever. Uh, you know, he said, he, he had this line, don't worry about offending the dogs when you're trying to attract the foxes. Now, he wasn't talking about it in the context of, uh, like like the singles ad he just he applied that to everything and so that would piss people off oh, and yeah. he said that you know if you're it, it, now here's the thing though and this is and, and again i'm not this is not my world view on telling people what to do i'm just repeating what gary had said his whole thing was it, you know if you are not willing to offend certain people you're not going to attract who it is that you're actually looking for now you know, there's different viewpoints and different perspectives about that because I purposely do not do advertising in any way, shape, or form to offend anyone. Now, at the end of the day, though, you know, everyone gets hate mail. Oprah gets hate mail. Mother Teresa gets hate mail. Every politician gets hate mail. Does it, you know, if you're going to go out and just make yourself public, 
you're going to have people, you know, you can be in the self-help business and just simply be attacked because there's a segment of the population that do not like people to tell other people or give suggestions or advice or recommendations on how to improve their health, their financial status, their dating life, their whatever. So it's, it's kind of like if you're going to go out and do this, you know, be prepared for it. It's just interesting to hear you know, kind of what you went through and how you did it. We were talking about that during the relocation a little bit, and there was this really interesting study where they wrote two different reviews, a positive review and a negative review, and people were to rate the intelligence of the reviewer. And they showed a substantial preference for the negative review. People perceived that person as much more intelligent, more well-informed. There was a whole list of attributes. It was the same writer. So we all tend to have a little bit of that bias toward you know, what the negative type of review is. And we have this weird troll culture. But I think in your thing, you were deliberately designing it. If this isn't you, I'm not the right guy for you. So I think you were actually utilizing that to your benefit. I thought it was cool. Well, thank you. I mean, the, it, it was. I mean, I, I really did sort of plan out how this would cause an uproar. Now, there, I mean, we talked earlier. It's like there's good and bad inflammatory. Like I had a lot. I planned out a lot of good inflammatory, like stuff that would rile people up. And some of it was unintentional. I'm just like, I, I wish, I, you know, I wish I hadn't come across that way, and I wish I could edit some stuff. But most of it, yeah, you're right. I was just trying to freak people out, and I did, and it worked. So, uh, but anyway, let me. The, the things got very interesting. Let me let me t- answer your question about like demographics and stuff. So this is kind of segueing into like the 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 real question is what? Well, did it work? Okay, so quarter million views. And then I did get a thousand responses of hate mail. I also got like between two and three hundred positive responses, just people like, hey, you know, I, you know, this is good stuff. Don't listen to the haters. You know, this is cool. I hope I hope you find it. But did it work? <laughs> did I get responses? The answer is absolutely yes. It did work. I got over a hundred responses in those like set that seven day period from women who were just it, it was exactly like I was hoping for and like I wrote the ad. They just like I read this whole thing. This is funny as hell. You know, I actually, we have a lot in common. Let me tell you about myself. And, you know, if, if I'd love to meet. When I first started advertising in the Denver area, it was like 50% hate mail and 50% positive responses from women. I was like, I, this is amazing. Just 50-50? This is great. This is the most amazing thing in the world. I received more more responses than I had in like three years previous of online dating. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Now, what happened was... It was it was all, it was a good result of the fact that I was serving these ads to women who were a match. I mean, they're entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So they're kind of like it, it was. They matched exactly what I was saying. I, I wanted in someone and kind of saying this is what I don't want. So every it was like yes, yes, yes the whole way down. It's just like yeah, that that's that's a fit for me. But when it went viral, the ad was now exposed to everyone and it, uh, people from like a thousand miles away. So what's easier when you're a thousand miles away to send hate mail or, or to be a woman and be like, hey, let's go on a date, person who's a thousand miles away. <laughs> so the ratio of hate mail just went way up because, uh, you know, a lot of women would read it and they may think it's a cool ad, but I'm this guy in another part of the country. Although I did get responses. I went to New York City on a date, uh, Chicago. Um, I mean, yeah, it was. I, 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 if you took any of them on the trip. Got to get to that. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that. So because I was talking with a friend of mine, just like, what am I supposed to do? I just fly across the country to go out with someone. My friend's just like, yeah. And then I realized, yeah, why not? 
this is cool. You know, I want, I want to do this. It's, it's like the, it's like modern day chivalry. It's like before a guy might like hike across a mountain to come, you know, come meet a woman or something. I'm, I'm flying Southwest, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Southwest is cool. In, in your response, was there any opinion from any other male out there? I got a lot of emails from uh, males in the marketing industry who were just like, this is so cool. What's, tell me what's going to happen. So, yeah, um, I, I absolutely did. So um, so basically from there, you know, if, if it was someone local to Denver, I, I replied. And then, uh, you know, as, as quick as I could meet for like coffee or something, because in person, the dynamic can be very different from online. You might she might not like me in person just because of my voice tone, my body language or something like that just doesn't click and, and vice versa. So long story short, I had more dates than I could. My big issue, quote unquote, became scheduling them. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was really tough. And I was so stressed out about this whole campaign. I almost didn't want to meet anyone. I just wanted to crawl into a hole somewhere. Just like, now I have to go out. Exactly. It was like, oh, man. So, But I was like, Nate, you got to do it. This is the whole point. Get out, get out of your comfort zone. You wanted this, man. I wanted it. I did. No, you need processes Ask. to handle the incoming lead. Oh, my God. See, she's a genius. Oh, my God. Better so, spreadsheets. Um, so anyway, so f I forget what else we were going to cover, but I mean. Uh, oh, well, you're talking about like what makeup of uh, political affiliations or anything along those lines. Well, here's what's interesting. Um, I, 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 I talked about how I wrote this at, to communicate at a certain level where someone would read it and be like, this is bold. This is cool. I like the fact that you're doing this. And that was what really triggered the attraction or at least just the interest. Uh, the, the women I went out with, I, it was not like they were all cookie cutter, like, oh, I'm the exact same as you. I'm a libertarian too. I do this. No, they, they ran the gamut. And, and usually we just didn't even talk about politics, but they didn't care. And I didn't care. They just liked the fact that I put myself out there. In fact, actually, the one of the women, she's so cool. In her initial email, she wrote, I voted for Bernie Sanders, but don't worry, you can keep your business. <laughs> I was like, I want to meet you. You're cool. And she, and so she was awesome. So I was like, I didn't, that's one of those things, like, I failed to put that across my ad. People thought I was the biggest jerk, but it's like, no, in real life, I mean, I, I didn't care what your political affiliation was. I, if you're cool, I want to meet you. And I, and I hope you want to meet me. So, um, so yeah, it was. I met all all kinds of great people. So well, have you gone out on second dates? I mean, yep. where are you at with all this? Yep. Yes. And, now, and and now that you put this publicly, how did you address that when you were going out on dates? Because they have to imagine I'm not the only one going on a date with this guy. Yeah. So one, um, I have been, and <clears throat> and that's an, a crucial point because a lot of people were just like, I want updates on this. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And I'm like, well, no, I'm going to keep it private. I mean. Yeah, that's what a lot of people said. I'm like, no, I mean, I know it'll be kind of disappointing for everyone and make it look like it kind of fizzled out. But it's like I'm not really going to talk much about um, what happened, it, it, not many specifics. So but in terms of the women who met me, you know, they mentioned The Bachelor and all that. And I'm like, look, you're an awesome person. I mean, you're I'm sure you're going to meet someone no matter what. It's all about who is who clicks. It's not so they've got guys hitting on them all day. So it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going on first dates or second dates with other women, but I mean, I'm going to click with one person. You might not click with me. So it, it's a mutual thing. So, and most of them are just like, yeah, of course. Cause they're, if they're single, they've probably got some guy calling them up as we're talking, trying to get their attention. <laughs> um, so, but, but 
So anyway, to just but to really answer a lot of these questions, um, everyone asks about. Well, aren't you like running into like you got to be careful about gold diggers and stuff like that? Totally has not been an issue because, I mean, I I I've asked enough people about that whole culture. I mean, a- anyone who's a genuine gold digger, th- they read what I wrote, and it's like, nope, not a fit. You know, this isn't a guy who's going to be susceptible to that kind of a dynamic. So it just hasn't happened. Any everyone I've met understood it was just a funny way to get attention, and we just we just meet like anyone else, and you know, have a good time like anyone else. So I I have met you know I mean again I want to keep this private, but let me put it this way: you might never see this ad again, or at least maybe not for a very long time. There's not going to be a relaunch or anything like that. Until you, Where's the trip until to? you finish it with like a wedding picture. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Exactly. Even that, I'm just like, it's no, you closer, don't want, you don't want to be in a photo with me. Yeah, I wonder where you guys are going. Yeah. Where's the trip? We'll we'll see. I don't want I don't want the paparazzi to show up when I'm there. <laughs> so one woman, seriously, there's one woman who actually did cancel on me. Um, she was in a different. Uh, she did not live in Denver. She lived in a different state, and she actually had a legitimate point. She's like, look, the, you know, the kind of the the public nature of this is making me very uncomfortable, et cetera. And and you know, she had a, she had a legitimate point. I just said, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm I'm out there. I'm a public figure, and I'm a marketer. This isn't going away. This was planned. I mean, I'm going to do other stunts probably. So you're, if if you don't know. <laughs> If you don't want that, I mean, stunts in different areas of life, not not dating. Right. But um, she, and I told him, like, if you don't want that, you're right. We're not a match. But other women, they're also in business themselves, so they think it's neat. They understand the dynamic, and they don't care if I'm a public figure, and they're not they're not concerned about that sort of thing. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. What else? What uh, you want? Some more marketing stuff? I don't know. I'm on a roll. I was just curious <laughs> what some of the best feedback that you got. You talked about some of the negative stuff. What did people come back to, and they were like. Yeah. I love this that you wrote about this, or this is the piece that really spoke to me. Um, I, um, well, let me, you know, it was an interesting dynamic when I was in that coffee shop and I was really just checking the email when everything blew up. I was in a weird emotional state. It did not help that I just downed this cold brew coffee. So I probably had 300 milligrams of caffeine coursing through my system. So I was like, I was like spasmatically like selecting all the hate mail and moving into a folder. I'm like, as quickly as possible. They probably, everyone in the coffee shop was probably like, what's this guy on? Um, and coffee. Colorado, yeah, Colorado, it's obviously, he's on the wrong stuff. Yeah. So. But then I, then I, that narrowed it down to genuine responses and also just positive responses. And some of the best stuff was just like, just like, it's like, hey, Nate, you know, I'm, I'm outside your demographic because, well, I'm married and I'm a mother and I'm a mother of three. No, they, they're just, they're just wishing me well. Oh, okay. They're just wishing me well. Yeah, yeah. So they're, but they're, but they're joking. I received a lot of just like, hey, I'm outside your demographic. I'm a mother of two and I'm also married. So I'm not. I'm not asking for a date, but, you know, then they tell a little story about, you know, I met my husband online. Actually, it did require getting out of my comfort zone. And I just really love what you're doing Um, and, you know, et cetera. So I guess got into this really weird state. I was just I was just so happy someone was sending me something positive. I just I would just start replying and I replied to almost I'm sure some people slip through the cracks, but I replied to every single person who said something nice and at least thanked them. And I said I was telling this like. You know, they're so nice to me. I'm just like, you know, your your kids have a wonderful mother. I would say I would say things like that. I I really meant that. And just just things like that. And there'd be there'd be other just, there'd be some guys who were just saying the same thing. It's just like, dude, I've always thought about doing this, but I never did. And I'm 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 happily married now, but it's just so cool to see you doing this. 
So it, it was just stuff like that. And jo the jokes about the rolling pins were fabulous as well. Yeah, I had that a bunch of women. stuck out, absolutely. Yeah. I, some kind of weird, like, rolling pin fetish. Yeah, it was, yes. <laughs> All right, secrets out. That was the whole reason why I did this. I just yeah. needed to find... <laughs> Somebody who would wield a rolling pin. Yeah, you <laughs> cannot select that on Facebook ads. They're not that granular. It's like, rolling pin enthusiast, mm. where is the target select? The, what the hell? Feedback for Facebook. You could... Mm. Mark? Zuckerberg, you listening? Yes. You listening, buddy? I know he's in, into that stuff too, so uh -oh. I think he just doesn't want to give himself away. Um, so it was stuff like that, and even women who were like interested in me and asked me out, they would make jokes about like I ha I do have a rolling pin, so if you get out of line, <laughs> I was hey. like, this is great. Um, so uh, yeah, but uh, okay. So to close the loop, though, after a week of this. It was just getting so out of control, and I'd received enough responses. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I mean, this is it. I did it, and I wanted to stop this. So here's something interesting. I'll just freely admit this. I, I, I decide. I one night I realized, okay, this is so out of control, but you know, it's kind of unstoppable. And I realized I did have one way I can stop this. I never really thought about my exit strategy, but I, I, I realized something, and it's about the nature of PR. P PR is easy when people want to be cruel and hate on you. PR is almost impossible when people realize they're assisting in your career. No one wants to help you make money. No one wants to assist in your career. No one wants to give you PR when they think your top priority is PR, generally. So I knew I had an out. And it was, it was a strategic advantage I had. I'm a marketer. I owned my own, the website domain I owned. So Friday morning, I, I, I worked with my web guy. We switched out my dating page and put up a squeeze page saying, basically, is, is Nate freaking crazy? Or did he just figure out the, the coolest way to meet beautiful women and pulled off the biggest PR stunt of 2017? And then I went into like, <laughs> yep. And you, you can go there. You can go there to shouldyoudatenate.com. To this day, I still have that squeeze page up there. And I'm getting opt-ins galore. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I tell the story. Yeah, yeah. She, she's in. That's awesome. You got to sign up. No, do a, you can get in after. So I, I tell the story. I'm like, you know, you're. A Is this just a clever ploy to get on my podcast and try to like get opt-ins? Yeah. Absolutely. He's yeah. an evil genius. Sorry. That's how we end up here. I, there, are, there are less stressful ways to get on a podcast. No, <laughs> no. You, you bring up you bring you bring up a, a very good point actually because when I switched it out, people said, "Oh, you you coward! This was all a stunt. You're just trying to get out of this." And I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah." That kind of was a trick I pulled to get out of this. Because then if you're like, well, were you trying to meet her or not? I'm like, yeah, I was. But I also, I, I had this ace up my sleeve. I had to play it because it was getting out of control. And on the squeeze page, I, I write, I really was doing this to, to meet someone. But it was a stunt. It was a stunt to meet someone. Only a crazy marketer like me could actually say that. Because it was true. So I, 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 I told all these bullets, like how I got a quarter million hits and spending like 500, 800 bucks. And at the bottom, I, I tell people how they opt in. So as soon as I put that up, I, that that morning, I was like, the site got on BuzzFeed and all this stuff. I mean, I had e-online published articles about me. So I knew, I just knew when it when I made the switch, all that was going to shut off because no major media publisher wants to publish something realizing they're sending traffic to a PR stunt. And it was true. It pretty much did die off real quick, but I mean, people were getting bored anyway. So that's when it ended. And essentially from there, I've, I've got some folks interested in how I, how I did the whole thing. So I'm writing about that. I'm blogging about that. 
And since then, you know, uh, going on some fun dates. Wow. Wow. So, uh, how, how, how has this affected you in ways that you'd never anticipated? Um, the, the stress from getting so many people to insult me and mock me and, and say hateful things about me, um, that it just put me through a lot of stress. You get paranoid, you get paranoid. Um, and I mean, by definition, if it's paranoid, it's illogical. It's not rational. So I can't give you like rational things I was paranoid about, but you get that feeling like the world might crumble. Like the whole time I was scared of getting that email message from the guy helping me with Facebook traffic or someone else saying like, "Uh oh, Nate, there's something you got to jump on. Like it was about to get 10 times worse. I don't know what that was. It was the boogeyman. But uh, I was really paranoid about that. And I'm writing about how I dealt with that because I think I, I came up with some strategies, you know, like getting outside and all that to, to thwart all that and, and keep it from sort of, you know, kind of ruining my brain. Um, I, I really found out that there, that my friends are really good friends and the people I work with are really great people because they, you know, they'd send me messages of support. A lot of people aren't as lucky as me. They're not, they're not marketers. Um, they, they, they have regular jobs and this can really mess with their life. Me, I got nothing to complain about. My life is fine. I, I just have a trashed reputation online. But if, if you don't look on the internet and you just walk around all day, my life is great. Um, it, it's just all my, my mindset I had to take care of. So there's that. Um, and it made me appreciate, you know, just sort of real life off the internet much better. And it also just kind of gave me this kind of funny humbleness where before I was just like concerned about my online reputation. I was not, then I was embarrassed about it. Now I'm just like ending every conversation like, Hey, Google me. You'll find out some crazy <laughs> stuff when you Google me. And it gets a laugh. People are like, Oh my God, I got to find it's like every, every woman I talk to is just like, you got to look up some crazy stuff on me. Go, go, go on Google and look up. And so that's, that's sort of the biggest changes I've kind of like, it's almost like smashed away some kind of residual ego I was holding on to because now I, I kind of hit rock bottom. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, well, I can only go up from here. There's something really freeing about sharing those. I mean, we're all trying to hide all of our personal stuff and keep it in. We're like, oh my gosh, if somebody only knew the real me, they wouldn't like me. I mean, Joe's amazing at sharing his life. He's really opened himself up in so many ways, which is inspiring to a ton of people. Like, you know, when you bring it into the light, it's no longer a shadow. And you yeah. were, you really shared a lot of stuff and you didn't hold back and you risk embarrassment. But until you risk something, you don't get something that could be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What about you? You guys want to ask any questions? I mean, there's, there's a few more that I got for him. No. Or say anything, anything, any thoughts? No, no, no. I, I, I love that you did that and I agree with you because Alison Armstrong goes into that a lot of just we really try to jump on and hold on, hold everything to ourselves because we're afraid that yeah. the right person isn't going to love us, which I is the, crazy. the exact <laughs> yeah. opposite. Yeah, let's let's trap that person first and then release the crazy slowly. <laughs> then show our awkwardness after they're already committed to us. So it's just, it's a cool way of putting it, it out there. Fun. Joe's favorite thing, qualify the right people, disqualify the wrong ones. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I think I, I think when, when you go out and try to meet somebody, and it, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting because there's, there's a different sort of perspective that people seem to have when you're going to use marketing to meet somebody. But I think makeup is marketing. I think clothes mm-hmm. is marketing. I think status and I think labels and I think what you do. And I think, you know, I mean, 
accessorizing yourself, where you live, you know, how you talk, what you say, you know, where, you know, where I'm going to take someone on a first date, what, you know, what, how I'm going to open up the conversation, be it a pickup line or just saying hello to somebody. I mean, all of this is a way to either open the door, close the door, be appealing, not be appealing, attract, repel. I mean, it, it all comes in different forms. So, in something so important as meeting somebody that you would want to connect with, because I think at the end of the day, even the people that are doing it in the lousiest ways uh, or unaffected ways, humans want to connect. And when you, and I don't think we're built to be alone. And there's a lot of people that are lonely. I mean, I, I spent a large portion of my life uh, single and alone. And you can work your ass off. You can be a really decent human being, but to, to just not have companionship. And I'm not trying to make a state for you should be married, you should not be married, you know, or, or what, what it even looks like. But the point is there's someone out there whose dents will fit your dents, you know, <laughs> and, and, and there, there's people out there that you can connect with in, in it, in using a, intentional strategic way to do this is great. So I think what we've laid out here talking about you again, like I said in the beginning, I wanted to be very careful because I didn't want people to misconstrue me as endorsing some sort of trickery or, or manipulation or whatever. And from everything that I've talked with you about before, uh, you know, we even did this interview was to just, you know, I don't, I don't see any side of you that was intentionally trying to harm anybody. You know, you're just trying to meet somebody. And I think this model can effectively be used for someone to uh, find the love of their life in far better, more effective ways than a lot of people go about with uh, online dating. You know, and, and here I am, a guy that studied. Uh, I mean, I, I've put in the 10,000 hours into learning marketing probably three times. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I've spent, you know, over 25 years of my life and uh, a couple million dollars learning and studying marketing. And it wasn't until this guy that sold an online dating system well over 15 years ago. It was right in the early stages of, of the internet. And he, well, at least the internet application of, of, of this, like when all the dating gurus, many of who are, you know, friends of mine, cause I know people in every guru business, you know, <laughs> and this, this person, he, he actually hired me for consulting and it was supposed to be for one day. And that was back when I was, God, what was I charging? I was on like uh, 6000 a day or something back then. He ended up hiring me for four days straight. And he we would have gone longer uh, had I not had to go do a consultation with Bill Phillips, the body for life. I did literally go to California. And during that period of time, we weren't just talking about his online dating system because he also owned another business too. So it just became this freaking crazy weird consulting thing that just happened to get stretched out over this period of time. And he wrote an ad for me based on conversations we had. And I didn't even give him permission to do it. He literally then ran it on an online thing. And while I was, uh, while I was driving, this is before iPhones existed. I started getting like text messages and I wasn't even using text back then. I started getting text messages and said, Oh, I saw the ad. It looks right. And and I call him. I'm like, dude, did you run that ad? And he's Uh like, yeah. I go like, he goes, but I didn't give out your information. I go, you had to, they're, they're, they're freaking, I'm getting like text messages here. And what it, anyway, so 
he had a PS thing that said, here's my personal phone. So he, he did actually do it, but he said, I didn't put that in the ad. He goes, I just put that in the response. So he goes, I went through and picked some, found some women and sent them a personal message that I thought you would find attractive and that you would be into. And I just, and that's how they got, and, but, but what happened? And I was like, well, stop, don't do that. I mean, I, like, I'm not, you know, I mean, I, I was consulting with you. I'm not ready to do this yet. I have to, but, but what happened during that time? Cause it was literally these messages are coming through while I was driving. What occurred to me is like, Oh my God, this actually works in You can sift, sort and screen. You can position, you can in every environment. And, that, and that's what it got me thinking when I said the term no rejection, uh, yeah. dating. Um, I actually, I registered that URL nice. uh, way back then. Never did anything with it, but I was like, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting sort of thing because if you're going to go out and meet someone, like it, let's say the worst scenario in a bar, right? You know, you're going to go to a bar. You don't know if they're with someone. You don't know if they're married. You don't know if they have any interest, the same interest to you. If you're into yoga, you don't, if you have a different political belief, if you, if you're, if, if someone's religious, you're an atheist. I mean, you know, you, you know, none of these things. But when you start writing sales copy, you know, when you start laying it out that way, you can cover all of this stuff and you can say, and so I thought to myself, you know, good, mar- good marketing isn't just the most effective way to make money. It's the most effective way to save time. Because if you simply look at this from a time, like how much of our lives do people go out on dates with unqualified people where if you actually wrote it all out, you just wrote it all out, how much of that could be covered in advance? So the key is, and the thing I want to bring back to this conversation, not just my rambling here, is having done all of this, and if there's someone here that's listening, and they they... Because this could be used in very evil ways. I mean, there's a lot you can you can use marketing, but it's never about marketing. It's about the person. I mean, I always say, you know, you send an asshole to a, an empowerment seminar, you're going to have an empowered asshole. You send a good <laughs> shy person to a self confidence you know, you're going to help that person. So people become more of who they are. So with the assumption that someone just wants to meet someone, they're single, they're lonely, they're a good person, they're busy, you know, whatever. Uh, and you've already covered a lot of it. I just want to kind of have you dissect. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you were to dissect the ad, what could someone take away from it that they could use to craft their message beyond what we've already discussed? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, first of all, if you I, I I watched the response because this is a new thing for me. So I didn't I I didn't know what I didn't know. My chief concern was is anyone even going to read it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but after the fact. What I figured out was that um, some of the best parts were just when I laid out my kind of vulnerabilities and 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 talked about what my journey was. Um, I wish I had done more where I just kind of put the spotlight on the positive qualities in in the woman I want to meet. It's sort of like you know you were showing me you know some things that you were you were drafting out there. Yeah. Um, that I, is, could, I, I could I should read my uh, Leah. Oh, you you make mine look bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, see, because because that I think is the more thoughtful approach. And it, it, what I wrestled with from the beginning was, I can write copy, but am I actually creating chemistry? And I think a lot of the copy I wrote that's so clever, that's so good about filtering through people, it a lot of that I think damaged chemistry that might have otherwise been there. And that's that sort of thing about marketing when you can save all that time and condense your message down. It's uh, People react to that in very weird ways. So you, you kind of sacrifice some potential connections if you do like that 30-minute VSL or something. 
but it, it still works. So it's, it's a judgment call. So I would have done that. Um, oh, okay. Thanks. So the part about like what I want, you know, out of a partner, I would have been much, much more, um, just sort of careful about describing how, um, you know, I want someone who's healthy that doesn't do drugs and stuff like that. I think a lot of people might, you know, um, construed my use of photos the wrong way. Um, and I would have completely ignored the part. Uh, I would have not written about physical, uh, you know, preferences or anything like that. Just ask for a photo. Just yeah. ask for some photos. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a weird guy. I'm a really strange guy. So the inflammatory approach actually, the, the inflammatory sort of like love me or hate me approach worked for me really well. And I'm a I'm a public, you know, marketing guy, so I don't mind being in the spotlight. So that worked for me. Anyone else is doing that, doing this, um, I would really be careful about sticking your neck out there because it might get chopped off and you can't go back. Yeah. Um, Stick to on maybe even stick to online dating sites because it's more socially acceptable to kind of do you know interesting write interesting eye catching stuff on a dating site because it's like the online version of a bar or a social club where you're expected to uh, running ads on Facebook is kind of like running down the street with a drink just being like hey who wants to go on a date <laughs> you know you're I, I'm pre- I was signing up to be ridiculed and I accept that so um, I, I would just caution people. Oh, one more thing. Oh, God, of course. Show your ad to women before you publish it. Yeah. I showed it to like half a dozen <laughs> yeah. women, different women. And I'm just like, look, give me your honest opinion. Because if you thought this version was bad, you should have seen what I wrote before <laughs> women took a look at it. Oh, they were just doing line edits no, like this. Kidding. And I was just like clicking accept, accept the line edit, you know, in, in uh, Google Docs. Um, so, but that's, that's, that's what my big advice is like, sure, talk about your flaws, where you're going in life, what your dreams and desires are. But also always talk about, you know, your potential partner in the most positive terms. Don't get into like, I don't want this. I don't want this. Like I don't do what I did. And the last thing is um, this. I-, I talked about my two biggest mistakes or I referred to them. My first was listing physical preferences. My other big one was this. Um, I got some criticism that really hurt because it was just so on point. And it was actually something a, a female friend asked me before I published this, and I didn't really have a good answer. Um, it, they're essentially just like, you know, I read this whole thing, but I don't get it. As a woman, I'm not really reading what you would bring to a relationship. Um, and the reason that hurts so much is because I realized um, the reason I didn't really write about that wasn't because I was ignoring that part. It wasn't because I just, like, forgot. It was because my self-image wasn't there. Where I, I, if you if you were sitting in front of me in person and asked that, I wouldn't have much of an answer for you. So it really was a reflection of, on where my self image was with dating and attracting women. I just I just felt that lack of worth, and it came through in my ad. So I made up for it, talking about vacations and traveling and stuff because I was kind of almost trying to cover up this kind of hole I had, where it's just like I, I'm I'm a good guy. Um, so. This is really like holding up a big mirror to you Um, and be prepared if you don't like what you see in that mirror and be prepared if you don't like what other people are spewing at you through that mirror. So this probably was the biggest crash course of personal development that you accidentally signed up for. It was like a a drug-free ayahuasca trip. Yeah, it was. It really was. Um, And if I could go back and rewrite parts of my ad again, I've... 
I've changed a lot in the past couple of years, so I would rewrite a bunch of that. Well, how long how long ago was this now? I, like, I really wrote the big first draft like two years ago, and I just never did anything with it. And it took you a while just to, yeah. And so from the time we're actually doing this, when did you actually put this out? How many weeks ago was this? I think it was just like three weeks ago. Three weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is very, we're talking very short, very recently, right after I this whole thing went down. I'm so this, this, this interview is probably the precursor to the movie and the television <laughs> yeah, show and right. everything. <laughs> What genre movie? I don't know. The love story. Yeah, and I'm happy to just because this whole time when it all went down, I, I I believe I was making the right move. I did not edit my site. I didn't try and respond to anything. I just kind of laid low and went on dates. So this is you know this is my way of just kind of like all right, here's what happened. Here is here's where I screwed up. Here's where other people can learn from it, and you know and just just lay it out there without the marketing. Yeah. Are there any big lessons that you learned that you're going to take away into your supplement writing? Is that something that's just, since this is so different, but it's so related? Yeah. And I think there's something anyone can take away. It is amazing to me um, how out of like a, I don't know how many, like 15 page long sales letter or whatever that was, it was just a few sentences that, that I screwed up that really caused, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of the hate probably came from those few sentences. So when you're writing to a market that's not you, be so careful about really getting it right. Know your audience really well. And I've run into that in the health market too because I might be writing to someone who's twice as old as me and I don't dare make assumptions about what they're dealing with versus what, I, what I'm dealing with or what I know about them. So I get that wrong in the supplement niche and I get a low conversion rate and I lose sales. I get it wrong in the, in the dating niche, and I mean, I get a lot of hate mail, and but fortunately, I got some stuff right, so I still got dates. So yeah, just watch out. It's it's people like throw stuff in there. It's it's never the thing you think about. You know, you might think about it's like, oh, this line is going to be great. This this is perfectly describes what my market's going through. There might be one little line in your ad that just breaks that rapport, and no one's ever going to tell you what it is. Not really. Maybe, maybe you monitor your customer service and find out because maybe they will tell you, but you got to hunt through and be like, is there anything here where if my target audience is reading that, they're just going to have this, ah, uh, moments like this, the, 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 the curtain comes down and they the, 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 like wake up and they're just like, oh my God, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> so that's, that's, that can happen in any market. So, and it, it only takes one sentence, not to make you too paranoid, but. Yeah, just don't get it wrong. Yeah, just yeah, just don't ever get it wrong. (laughs) No mistakes. (laughs) But yeah, and it all and and it's it's very possible to do a really great job. Just just know your market. Just know them. Yeah, really great. So did you? you, I feel like you didn't actually completely answer the question. Are you dating just one person now? Um, like I've the most I've gone on is see how she's trying to pry here. You're trying to be private here, and she's just trying to. Well, yeah, I'm not asking for like a name and address. I was just curious. That's next. Yeah, we got to Yeah, until she asks you again, then it, uh, No, but the conclusion that you were trying to find love, and that's a that's a beautiful thing, and everybody should have that and find that. I was just yeah. hoping that you did. I, I was just excited about this. You said this was your hero's journey at the beginning yeah. of this, and so I just wanted right, right. to know. It's been three weeks now. Come Everyone on. Wants yeah. <laughs> she might be listening to this. So um, it's it's still very early on, and I I'm. I'm feeling like I might have met someone, but I, of course, don't want to scare her off okay. if she's thinking, That's a cute smile. I can tell what that means. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. He's blushing. I love it. All right. That's 
awesome. That's it's, my answer right there. Okay. I wish this was on video. Well, it's <laughs> not to get too sappy on you, but it's like I said in my ad, it, all the hate I deal with and everything I go against or uh, struggle against here and this whole thing will be worth it if I meet that one person. And I still believe that. That is awesome. That is awesome. So, wow. I mean. So this, it's a romantic comedy. I like it. Yeah, this, oh. this is. Uh, <laughs> this is on comedy, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you can write a love story, you can write a, a comedy, you can write a tragedy, you can write a horror story. I mean, you, we, we get well, up every no day. Zombies. What's that? He said no zombies. Yeah, so I'm not writing that. Story. Yeah, yeah. I'm not writing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, now people need to go and read this damn ad, right? They're, well, I can, t- I mean, you'll go post ahead. it below. Th- this, and- just say it. What, if, you, if you have it memorized, or we can get, give it up for any, in case someone's driving or something. Oh, well, if they're driving, they shouldn't be on the internet. But right. uh, you'll have it below. It's too long to like, or unless you have it up there. And uh, the link might change, but... But, and we'll put it on ilovemarketing.com. dot okay. com, and yeah. so you can you can look yeah, up Nate, and we'll. Uh, yeah. How do you spell your last name? R I F K I N. And oh, is this, is this the part where I get to like plug my wares? This is the whole reason why I did this. No, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I have a blog at naterifkin.com. And I just write about marketing and stuff. Ooh, that was my big plug. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go to shouldyoudatenate.com, that's where it used to be. But now um, it's it's that squeeze page where I go into more detail about how I did this. Yeah, so, so assuming this other uh, person that you're potentially dating just doesn't work out, you're going to get some. Because I'll tell you, some of the most amazing women on the planet listen to I Love Marketing. Oh, cool. Well, they, amazing they, they people in general. I, I love it. I mean, I, I attended your first I Love Marketing event back in the day. Bef- you know, I mean, before. Oh, like, how long ago was that? This is a while back. It's like 2012. But yeah, so naterifkin.com. I, it's just a blog. And I think it's it's at least entertaining. I talk about how I went bankrupt. How I was a sign spinner. I unloaded trucks. Um, all kinds of crazy stuff I talk about there. So I hope people enjoy it. Uh, most influential books uh, that you've uh, read? Uh, recently, uh, The One Thing. Yep. Which, if you're a copywriter, read that. I'm in the middle of deep work right now, and that is fascinating. Again, I, I'm, in, I'm interviewing Cal Newport uh, for this podcast <laughs> uh, four days from today, from the time we're actually recording this. Yeah, it's amazing. an unbelievable book. And I especially, yeah, especially if, if it's an unbelievable book. If you are a copywriter, just stop everything right now and go read that. And I don't really recommend cop- much copywriting stuff, but that thing is just like oh, perfect for that for that profession. And even, I mean, even his yeah. first book, uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You, is a fantastic book for yeah, yeah Cal Newport, C-A-L Newport. Yeah. And I got to give a shout out, of course, uh, the Gary Halbert letter. Not really a book, but you can find the newsletter archives online. Yeah. Um, and that that allowed me to write this crazy ad for better or for worse. Um, I learned copywriting just from reading his materials. So that's that would always be my number one recommendation for stuff to read. Yeah, and Gary uh, was how I first got introduced into direct response marketing. He, you know, became a, a very close friend of mine. And you either loved Gary or hated him yeah. because that guy was polarizing as hell and smart as hell. And there's a lot of evil geniuses that uh, are great writers. I think, you know, actually, here's what's kind of funny, Nate. Uh, not, not that this has anything to do with what we were just talking about. Okay. It's just sort of like the more brilliant the writer that I meet, the more weird they are. Like I have met some, I mean, and I know some very famous, <laughs> you know, some of the biggest writers on the planet that are still alive that I've met. And there's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, writers, uh, no, of course, there's all, all kinds of different people in all kinds of different areas. There's just some, there's a real quirkiness with people that can weave together words, uh, these mad geniuses and whatnot. And so for, for marketing, for someone that just wants to, uh, learn, 
uh, other marketing? I mean, you talked about deep work. You, you, I mean, what, what are some of the classics that you've read? Because Halbert was such a advocate of scientific advertising and Ogilvy and all of the. Is there any other books that have just made a profound impact on your um, thinking? I'm going to go kind of. I'm just going to, you know, talk about what worked for me. Kind of go against the grain. Um, I don't have any big marketing like kind of copying books to recommend. I just mm-hmm. learned from Gary Halbert and then from there just dive into like testing your stuff and, and clicking on ads online. I'm just being honest. Like, no, I, no, no. I, and I yeah, love hearing I don't, have, because, I don't have yeah. a big, I don't have a no. big library. Hey, what, what, yeah. whatever, whatever you can attribute to, to what has allowed you to do what you do. That's what I want to hear. Yep. And, and, and how, 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 what about your, uh, how do you go about, I, cause we're putting this on, I love marketing. I, we sure. might as well talk about marketing. Sure. Uh, What's your process? Like, how many hours a day do you write? Do you do it every day? Do you do it? I mean, do you have some every formula? Day. Yeah, every day. Uh, the formula is every day because that's just who I am. It's kind of like when they talk about the one thing or deep work. I'm a writer. I cannot not write. I do it every day. I get up in the morning at, you know, and that writing's the first thing I do. And then I'll do some meditation or or something like a standing meditation, something more physical. And then I'll go right back to writing. Mm-hmm. And I'll do those two sessions. And only after I'm done. Will I have coffee or plug in my modem? Because my modem and internet has been off the whole time. You cannot reach me until I do. So this. you don't even have wireless. You say modem, like yeah, you know, it's like un- like I could not connect within five minutes, even if I tried. And I, until my two writing sessions are done, and that's what keeps me, you know, prolific enough to make a career out of this. And then I'll dive in and start checking email and all that. Uh, and then I'll do like a similar afternoon writing session, and it is daily. Um, and it's not like I'm working like this hundred hour work week. It's daily, but I love it. And you know, I can, my afternoons are pretty free, but yeah, I'm a morning guy. That's when my creative energy is there. And that's when I, my focus is very uncluttered by the necessities of life. So yeah. Love it. Any final words from anyone here? We want updates. Absolutely. All right. Well, at, at com, there's a perfect plug for my blog. <laughs> That's where you get your updates. Really high five for, for real. For thank you. Thank you so there. much. Thank that you. is amazing. Everybody should be more open and honest. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So my final words are, uh, you know, what you just heard here, there's a lot of applicability in probably many areas of life on how you can learn the lessons, what to do and what not to do. And more so, uh, getting out of your comfort zone, I think, is a good one. I think your whole the whole notion of getting making the distinction between the real world and the uh, you know this this world of the internet, where more and more society is staring at screens. And I thought that was really great advice. And finally, you know, just go and uh, do good, do good in the world. Go and uh, be a be an awesome, amazing human. And if you're lonely and you really want a partner you might want to uh try something different because this is a perfect time to use the uh the uh, einstein you know definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results so uh if you are if you're not where you want to be then take some sort of action and i think your this whole thing is really just taking massive action yeah and that's what you did and so yeah so i appreciate you sharing all of this stuff and i'm my listeners uh, love to hear your comments on this. And I'm going to do a follow-up on, because uh, this came in an interesting time. I, I actually have a, uh, I have a, a life right now where I'm friends with almost every person that I have uh, dated 
in the last 17 years. And they're friends with each other, many of them. And so I have somehow managed to not screw that up. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, I think people are better served. And I heard a friend of mine, she said, you know, we measure success in relationships by duration instead of depth. Mm. And you can have a really deep, amazing relationship with someone for a short period of time, or you can be married for 30 years in a loveless marriage. Mm. You know, but people are like, oh, you're successful because you've been married X number of years. Or you've had, and it's, it's an interesting sort of scenario about how we, uh, you know, how we create a criteria of success. So whatever success is for you and whatever it is you want, go out and do it. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's your life. So you can do a lot with marketing. And I think people, don't realize the application of the skill of marketing is everything. Yeah. It applies to everything. So thank you, Nate. Thank you, Joe. It's an honor to be on here. Thanks for listening to this episode of I Love Marketing. If you'd like to learn more about the Genius Network annual event, please visit GeniusNetworkEvents.com. That's GeniusNetworkEvents.com. If you'd like access to the full interview, the show notes, and the special resources for this episode, please visit ilovemarketing.com forward slash 307. That's ilovemarketing.com forward slash 307.